Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we look at slowing down our lives so we can focus on things that truly matter. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. Getting it out there is so painful and awesome and lovely and, oh, when my burn burned down, Paradise of California burned down. So who am I to sit here and complain about my lot in life? There comes a point in time where you just have to milk the damn goat. That's the lion, that's the lion, that's the lion. That's it, man. That's it, bro. This week, we interview Tanya Janke, who is an absolute powerhouse, and she is just one of those people that brings joy with her everywhere she goes. I pray for people to come into my life that I'm able to bless, and they're able to bless me and be blessing to each other. I mean, life is so rich, so full, and we just get to have that chance to live it. We all need help with our health and nutrition goals for this new year in 2020. Let Arise Nutrition from Menominee, Wisconsin and Angie Niska help you out. You can find them at Rise Nutrition Menominee on Facebook. Give them a call at 715-309-2706. Or if you're in Menominee, just go to 544 South Broadway and check them out for yourself. They have a mission to create a healthier and happier world, which starts right in their very own community. They're dedicated to fitness, nutrition, and lifelong health strategies. Be sure to check them out again. That's Rise Nutrition Menominee on Facebook or call 715-309-2706. Now, I'm not going to lie. Social media stresses me out. You know, one of the reasons is it can really suck up a lot of your time. But for me, it's a bit of a necessity simply for the purposes of this podcast and the things that I'm trying to do in this world. But in general terms, I just I just don't like being on Facebook that much. I have an Instagram account. I've never once actually been on it myself. Somebody else set it up for me. Maybe there will be a day for that. And everything else is just words that I don't understand. So... You know, I didn't grow up in that time when technology was a normal part of life. I learned how to type on a typewriter like many of you listening. And so social media is always a bit of a stretch for me. So I'm on my Facebook account just looking around. And usually what happens is I I waste a bunch of time that I could be using for something better. And then I often see so many great posts from people that I'm connected with and they're doing such great things and they're going on all these great vacations. And if nothing else, it makes me feel a little bit jealous. But then uh, about a month ago, I somehow got connected to this woman by the name of Tanya Jenke. And as soon as I got connected with her, her Facebook posts started standing out to me. Every single day, there would be a Facebook post from Tanya, and it would be something encouraging and something challenging and something that would make me think. And so I knew when I started to see those posts that Tanya had to be on this podcast because she was making me think. She was challenging me all through a platform that I don't even care for that much. So I was just so excited to meet her. And let me tell you, she did not disappoint. Not that I ever thought she would. But like so many stories, it starts very simple with some people who influence us as we're growing up. So let me introduce you to Miss Tanya Jenke. I was brought up in Rock Falls, Wisconsin, 
and I'm one of seven children. Um, my parents were devout Catholics, and we went to Catholic Mass every Sunday. We were that typical family, um, not without problems, lived on a hobby farm. My dad owned his own business, and it was called Golden Touch Floor Service, and he worked very, very hard. He had a phone, a telephone in every single room because he w- never wanted to miss a call. So this is back in the 70s, you know. And there was even a telephone that was outside, like on the telephone booth because we lived way out in the country. Just a normal small town Midwestern girl living a life watching a dad who's an extremely hard worker. It's a story that a lot of us can probably relate to or connect to on some level, whether it's similar to our story or it's just a story that we know if we live in the Midwest. Now, I grew up in a really small town as well. And I know what that's like. And I know there's some trappings that come along with that because there's not always a ton to do. Tanya found herself in that similar situation. And when she was awfully young, she made a decision really prompted by her now husband that changed everything. When I was 18 and moved out of the house, got in the wrong crowd of people, quit high school, middle of my junior year. Met my husband now uh, when I was 21. Uh, He gave me an ultimatum one night and just said, you know, it's me or it's your friends. You can't have both of these lives. So I said, okay, well, I'm 21. I probably should do something with my life. And I chose Corey and I chose the life that I knew that would fulfill my future in a much richer way than where I was going. Because when I met Corey, I was working three waitressing jobs in Eau Claire, and I wasn't going anywhere. There was no future for me. First of all, kudos to Corey Jenke, Tanya's husband, because we can all remember, guys that are listening, we all remember what that was like when we met our significant other and just the way your heart is so drawn to that person and you want nothing more than to be with them. And so for somebody like Corey to... In the midst of, I'm sure, all of those feelings, being wildly attracted to Tanya, wanting to be connected with her, I'm sure having thoughts of marriage in his mind already or being with her for the long haul already. And he is strong enough. He is dedicated enough to his own morals, to his own compass to challenge Tanya, to realize that he is not willing to move forward if she's not willing to move forward. You've got to hear their story. When Corey and I met, he was a pharmacist at the Shaco in Eau Claire, and I was a waitress at the Perkins. And he would come in for blueberry pancakes and coffee. And I would always go to the Shaco. We kept running into each other. And so one day he wrote me this long letter, and I lived a life of um, partying and I remember he gave me the letter on a Wednesday or Thursday and I put it away and I did all my partying. I figured, well, I'll just call this guy in Monday or whatever. Uh, I called him and I said, he's like, all right, let's go out for a date. And he came out to Rock Falls to pick me up and we went to, we went to Irvine Park. And that's when the state fair was going on. It was in July and that was our first date and it was amazing. We went and had a picnic in the park, walked around the park, and then went to the state fair, and he won me this big teddy bear, and we went on the fair, so I mean, it was all so magical. 
when I went to his apartment for the first time, he loves Disney. And <laughs> and I was a girl who wore mini skirts and boots, and I was one of those cool chicks, you know, or thought I was so cool. And I walked into his apartment and everything was Walt Disney World. Everything was Mickey Mouse. He had a Mickey Mouse shower curtain. He had Mickey Mouse towels. He had Mickey Mouse framed on his living room wall. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? Completely opposite of who I would ever be around. And I just fell in love with him. I mean, come on. How great is that? The party girl meets a pharmacist? Their first date together is something that you could only describe as something you've seen in a 1940s romantic movie where they go on a beautiful walk in a park and there just happens to be a state fair going on and he plays the game and he wins the big stuffed animal. We've all seen that movie. (laughs) It's so great. And the kicker, this just shows that God has a great sense of humor is when she goes to his house and there's Mickey Mouse stuff all over the place. I mean, God has a sense of humor so that we can all laugh at this situation where the party girl meets the Mickey Mouse boy and they fall madly in love. Now we're just starting this story. Next up is a move to a new life. We uh, moved to Rice Lake just to get away from mostly the destructive life that I was living at the time. And sometimes you physically have to remove yourself from an environment in order to grow. Do not miss that point right there. There's times in life when you go through things and you stay right where you are, you power through them and you make it through. There's other times when you go through some things and the only way, or should I say the best way, is just to get out of there and start fresh. And that's what Tanya had the opportunity to do. We moved to Race Lake. I worked a couple waitressing jobs, worked at the Humane Society for a long time, and then decided that I should probably go back to school. So I went to the technical college there in Race Lake, and it's kind of a funny story because I went there and I had been out of high school for probably about six, six and a half years by then. I had no idea even really how to add two numbers together. Just didn't. And John and Ginny, they were at the Study Skills Center. They said, okay, well, let's take this exam and just see where you're at. So I took the exam and I was in second or third grade math. And I was only able to do about three of the problems and I was in tears. In order to get where it is that we wanna go, We have to discover where it is that we currently are. And in Tanya's situation, she wasn't very excited about the things that she didn't know. But that wasn't going to keep her from moving forward in life. And right after this, almost as if to get Tanya's attention, there's this great little humorous piece where Tanya decided to turn down some really horrible advice. So then I took one of those academic tests that show what you would be good at and they said you would make a great accountant and I'm like you just saw that I'm like third (laughs) level math I am not going to be an accountant but they're like you matched up numbers really well I said well I'm not going to do that I just knew all I could picture is like somebody in a cubicle sitting there no that would not be me I said let's just try a different route 
that in so many ways is a microcosm of what our world has to offer sometimes. We hear these things coming back to us that don't make any sense. Tanya couldn't do third to fourth grade math and then she takes a career test and it tells her to be an accountant. I mean, that is a whole lot of crazy. Sometimes we will get advice that is great. Other times we will get advice that is horrible and it's really important to recognize it for what it is. Sometimes we have to hear it, listen to it, and call it out for what it is. That advice is crap, and I'm going to choose a different way. Before we finish up this great story, I want to remind you that as we try to make a difference in this world and as we make time for ourselves, it's really important to spend some time relaxing. And if you're from where I'm from, up north, Sometimes winter gets long. And so it's important to spend some time with the people that you care about, your family, your friends, your loved ones. What better way to do that than around a fireplace with one of your favorite cocktails from Infinity Beverages. They've got so many great cocktails for every season, including the winter. Check them out at infinitybeverages.com. And here's the amazing thing. You can hop on their website and they will deliver it right to your door. Check out Infinity Beverages at infinitybeverages.com. Proud sponsors of the Jesus Never Ran podcast. Well, at this point, Tanya has discovered who she doesn't want to be and what she doesn't want to do. But now she has to figure out, well, what is it that I'm going to do? And this is where the story really starts moving. She does what I always recommend people do. She looks back and she thinks back to who she's always been. And she uses that to discover how to move forward in her life. I really love to be around people. And growing up on the farm, I was always found out on the farm, holding the kitties, the cat, you know, the the dogs, taking care of the, the cows and the chickens. And I was always outside. And my aunt was a nurse and I always looked up to her. And so I said, well, what about a nursing degree? Is there a nursing program? So I went through the nursing program and absolutely loved it. And about a month before I graduated from nursing school, I obtained my high school diploma. Because I had received my GED when I was about 19, but I felt like, okay, I'm gonna be a nurse. I really wanted that high school diploma. Not that you needed it, Going through the technical college, I was still a registered nurse, but I really, I don't know why I wanted that, but I just felt like I was more whole, like I was more of a real person. At this point in her life, Tanya is just starting to really dig in to who she is as a human being. She's starting to discover, this is who I am in my career, and she's discovering, this is what I want to stand for. She's looking at her past and realizing some of the disappointments that she had, like not graduating from high school. And she goes and gets her diploma, not because she has to, but because she wants to. She's just taking hold of her life. And then according to Tanya, one of the most important, if not the most important thing in her life was when her spiritual life began to change because of a friend of hers. A very dear friend of mine walked me through accepting Jesus into my heart. I remember taking a walk with my friend Pam Tone, and I remember when she said, you just ask him into your heart. And I thought, well, what is that like? You know, and I did it, and I felt 
so fulfilled. I felt more whole. I felt like my whole life I was always trying something different, going for something more, striving and striving, but never really feeling that completeness. Even though I always felt like God was in my life, God always walked by my side. He was, I was always praying to him. I had the Catholic Bible next to the bedside, which I very seldom opened because I had no idea what that was about. But she really taught me, like, you just accept Jesus into your heart, and then everything else just flows. And so when I accepted Jesus into my heart, I've just felt like that was a real deal. Then I, I just felt like my world just almost exploded in front of me with just love and joy and fulfillment. We can do so many things in this world to try to grab on to our purpose, grab on to who we are. And, and those are all good. Those are things that I am a huge proponent of. We absolutely should try to discover our purpose here on this earth. But all of it is going to feel meaningless unless we get a deeper sense, unless we really dig in in a spiritual sense to who we are, unless we allow ourselves that peace that we can truly have if we really want it. Now, Tanya is known as a, how would I say this correctly, a powerhouse when it comes to health and wellness. In the last couple of years of her life, this is really the stamp that she's put on the world. She's challenging people to do small things that will make a huge difference. And this is how I came across her. This is how she's affecting so many people's lives right now. But like so many of the stories we hear on Jesus Never Ran, the root of this, the root of why this is so important to her, doesn't come because of anything we've heard about so far. It comes because of a really challenging time she had with her father. When I was 19, my dad had a massive heart attack. And we really thought we, we lost him that day. But actually, he suffered for the following 25 years. He passed away seven years ago on the 16th of January this year. And he and I were best friends. We weren't best friends growing up. I didn't even know my dad. I didn't get to know my dad until I was in my late 20s. I started to get to know him and we started becoming very close. And watching him suffer the way he did from cardiac disease, congestive heart failure because he didn't care for himself. He always put other people in front of himself. Self-care wasn't something that he did. I don't ever remember him just taking a day like, I'm just going to rest. I'm just going to read. I don't ever remember that. I don't remember him being sick. If he was sick, I think he just worked through it because he owned his own business. And he had to be that strong person. He was a believer in Christ, but he was so full of fear and paranoia. And I don't know where that came from or why. But watching him die slowly the way he did for several years, um, in my mind, he died prematurely. He was 71 years young. And I know that he could live a lot long. He, he could still be alive now if he were just able to take care of himself just a little. When I speak of my dad's passing, 
I don't want him to be forgotten because he was such a generous man and he was my he was my best friend. And I don't want other people to have to go through what I did. And I want them to help themselves so they can help their families. And I think it's really important to be servants of God every single day because you never know who's watching. Because everybody's watching, right? And you want to be that light and that joy as much as you possibly can. Because why else would God put us on the earth? God so often uses those really challenging times in our lives as a as a space where he teaches us not only about ourselves but about how we can be difference makers in this world and it would have been so easy for Tanya to allow that to and really destroy her in a lot of ways or to make her bitter or angry because of what happened to somebody that she loved and especially how drawn out it was but she chose a very different way to look at this Instead of allowing it to discourage her, to send her down a path that she would have never been proud of, she allowed it to propel her. And not just to propel her, but to propel people around her. About a year and a half after his passing, a friend introduced me to Juice Plus. Whole foods in a capsule. Made sense to me. Made sense to my husband. Let's just do this. This is awesome. Nobody gets the fruits and vegetables they should be getting on a daily basis. But I knew, even last year, I knew that there was something more that I could do for our community, for my friends, my family, for anyone that I could touch. And so I hired a Christian coach and she said, well, Tanya, you're the healthy habits girl. And I said, well, yeah, I love healthy habits. And she's like, no, no, no. This is I think this is your business. I think this is it. Healthy Habits Girl. And so it kind of snowballed from there. And I love it. And it gives me a platform to teach about healthy habits. And my number one healthy habit that I do every single morning is wake up and say, thank you, Jesus. Because that is a habit. Our good habits and our bad habits, we can put an equal amount of energy into them and they will both be successful. We just get to choose which way we want to go, which path we want to go. So what I teach is, is doing daily habits, small daily healthy habits. I have a group um, that I put together every 66 days. It's called the 66 Day Sprint. And that's a group of women that join this community and they choose one healthy habit. Because if you choose too many healthy habits, more than likely you will fail because it's too much. So if you choose one healthy habit and do that one healthy habit every single day consecutively for 66 days, it's doable. And research shows it, you, you have to do something more than just 21 days or 31 days or you know 50 days. The average is 66 days. So you do something every single day for 66 days, more than likely you will make that a lifestyle change. What is one thing 
that you could do for the next 66 days that would change your life forever. And it would also change the people around you forever because of the way that you change. What if you committed to that? How would that change things? If you need some help with that, make sure you check out Tanya Jenke. You can find her all over social media. Make sure you check her out at healthyhabitsgirl.com. Get involved. Make the change that you need to make to change things forever. It has been great to be with you as always. The best way you can help this podcast and support Jesus Never Ran is by subscribing to it, by rating it, and by writing a comment. It's just a great way to get this podcast in front of as many people as possible so that the stories that we hear will inspire other people to start living their story. So that people who encounter Jesus Never Ran will start to slow down enough to discover who it is that God is calling them to be. We'll see you next time.